Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world because your energy really does matter. We are heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you live in or happen to be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, Robin Berlinski. Hey, Ron. So I'm so excited. We're in season two. Things are rolling along. Remember to follow me on social media at Robin underscore Berlinski because we have lots of prizes that relate to our shows. Uh, this is not the first time this happened, but our guest today is Robin Jonas, another Robin. So let's just make sure we clarify. I love Robins. I try to find them. Okay. Robin is a former teacher, now integrative nutrition coach. She is passionate about empowering people to take their health back through a holistic approach. She not only loves to educate about whole foods and ingredients reading, very important, but also on primary foods, all the things that feed your body off the plate. Guiding people to make one small shift at a time is what makes it possible to create a lifestyle rather than quick fix. Robin, welcome to Energy Matters. Hi, thank you so much for that awesome um, introduction. I'm so excited to be here today with Robin and Ron. Yeah, and I'm going to jump in because I'm really excited. This is the first time we've had a guest on where I was on their podcast. So a few weeks ago, Robin, Jonas, and I had a conversation and I got to be the guest and we had so much fun. We talked about the 1% shifts we can make and non-negotiables in your life. And I just had so much fun sharing my energy and what I believe in. And we really connected. So I could not not have her on this show. So Robin, welcome. Thank and you. Let's go backwards a little bit because integrative nutrition coach and all these cool things you're doing, like start where you started. How did you get where you are? And then we'll get into what you're doing. Uh, okay, sounds good. So briefly, I was a teacher in my former, I say my former life, but um, right out of college, um, that is what I did. And then I became a mom and the job I always wanted. And I had no clue what that was going to bring um, as far as adventures and challenges and all of that. And so through motherhood, um, my girls each had different ailments and things that would, you know, pop up. And, you know, we would be told, you know, it was a virus or we were told, oh, this is something she'll just have to live with or, you know, she's fine. And I'm like, well, cl clearly she's not fine. So it just kind of got my mama bear if you're a mom or, you know, and, or when you are a mom, that mama bear comes out when someone can't help your child. And so that's sort of what started me down the road to really investigate and look at different options for, you know, ways of helping my children because the traditional Western model was not working. And so by getting brave and being courageous and using my voice and, you know, really saying like, what can we do? I really found some really great people who have a different philosophy and thinking and it was whole body and um, things I really had never been exposed to. So as that time went on, I basically um, flipped all of our eating. Um, we really worked on the way we talked about things and how our house was set up and just different things along the 20 years. It wasn't like an overnight thing. It was literally little pieces and I'm still shifting and I'm still learning and I'm still rediscovering. So it's never something that ends. And that's everybody needs to understand that, you know, life is life until life is no longer life. 
Um, so then I decided, what am I going to be again when I grow up? When my kids are getting older, they don't need me as much. So I went back to school and that's where I kind of combined my two passions of education and then wellness and health. Um, and I truly believe the holistic lens is the way to get long lasting lifestyle changes. So that is where I am today. I was, I've been doing one-on-one coaching. Um, I have a podcast now and I have a course in creation um, that will launch soon. And yeah, so. So Robin, what was, yeah. the, what was the first thing that happened that made you sit up and take notice? Uh, obviously it was something with your kids. They were eating something. Is this one of those like a celiac issue or something that nobody could figure out why they were having this Um, reaction? Each of them differently, but my youngest, um, the way that she was born, she was uh, born face up. And so she had what's called torticollis. She had a rotated hip and they, she had a lot of upper respiratory issues. And at 14 weeks, they wanted to put her on a nebulizer. And I was scratching my head thinking, Oh my gosh, like, what is this? And that, that led me you know, to go down the rabbit hole. And I met a chiropractor who um, had a, a certain way of doing things. And he literally, you know, very delicately realigned her entire spine and system and body. And she no longer had to be on a nebulizer. So that was my first kind of like wake up. But then, you know, later on, she had a red dye issue um, where, and this is, this is a funny thing we talk about now, which wasn't funny at the time, but like if she ingested red dye, she was like the Tasmanian devil. It was like, she just spun out of control. And it was one of those things where I knew she wasn't doing it on purpose, but I didn't know what the cause was. And it wasn't hyperactivity, you know, and it wasn't, but we linked red dye to it affecting her body in a way that made it look like hyperactivity and what I always call, you know, the Tasmanian devil. But so by eliminating that out of her diet, we really saw some great results. And my husband was not a believer in that at the beginning And so I let him take her somewhere and he came home and he, you know, had given her a cupcake or something with red dye and he came home and he was like, oh, now I believe you. You know, it was one of those, you have to kind of experience it to see it. So that was like my first real like, wow, okay, we need to like reevaluate what we're doing here. And at that very same time, we lived in Michigan, I had gone to a gym and if you did two classes, you got a free spa. So I sat in this class and this gentleman was talking all about hydrogenated oils and, um, you know, just things that inflamed our bodies. And that was my first, you know, waking of that. And I came home and looked and I was like, Lord, we have like nothing to eat in the house because all of these things, all of these things is in it. And so that again, got me going down that rabbit hole of, okay, well, we need to find swaps and we need to do that. And um, so I would say those particular incidents for me are what stand out in my mind to really push me to, to make change. This moment for me personally is like, you know, the mom guilt that we all get. And I just wish like, this is so incredible. This knowledge, I'm so grateful we have it, but I messed up as a mother. I think about what I fed my kids. I know my son had eczema for a really long time and we would go to doctors and dermatologists and we would put the steroid cream on him and it's just like nothing worked and like oh like I love that this is happening but then there's a side of me that's like I am a horrible mother like I didn't explore this I fed them we had Doritos and we did happy meals and we got those lunchables oh I'm just like horrible but but I'm gonna pull myself out of this and I'm gonna say that that's right knowledge I'm doing it now and I'm eating much better. You know, I hope my children see this. They're adults now, so I can't follow them to their apartments and tell them how to eat. But 
we need to know what, you know, food is medicine. So thank yes. you for and providing this. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think, I think as moms, we all have guilt because I had the exact same thing. It, the, the eczema, the this, the that, and the steroid, you know, it, it's like all the things, but you do what you know until you know differently. And then when you know differently, you know, you, you do differently. And I feel like the energy that you bring with you, you know, from one, one little challenge to the next and the growth in between, that energy really makes the trajectory of where you're going that much better. Yeah. And, and thank so, you for saying you know, that because I could cry right now, but I'm not going to, but you know, your, your podcast is about the 1% shifts and that's really what this is. Like you said, I love what you said earlier. Like you didn't change all this overnight. Like you talk about nutrition, movement, creativity, spirituality, joy, home, cooking, space, you know, you can't change all that in one day. So it's that 1% shift. If you can just make one decision a day, that's a better decision than you made yesterday, your life will end up on a whole other, in a whole other space. So I love that you kind of gave that permission to take it slow and do what you can. Absolutely. That's a lifestyle. And that's what I really, that's what I shout from the rooftop. You know, we're create, I, I'm not a quick, a quick fix diet type mentality person. I'm a, what can we do in a slow fashion that brings us joy on the journey? And that's really what then changes how your life is. And so you, you end up with a different lifestyle. So what was the first thing you did? Did you shop differently? Did you slowly start changing diet and then move things out of your home? Like what was your kind of path, your journey? My, so the first thing that I did was recognize what the, the issues with ingredients. And so I started to learn to read ingredients a little bit better. Um, and again, many stumbling blocks and dips on the way, because like you said, one thing looks good at the time. So you're like, oh, I'm doing better. And then you realize, oof, now this has this in it. So now I'm switching it again. And so that's why I always say like, there's just, it's an ever changing, you know, shifting process because you you do what you know until you know something different. So for me, it was number one, getting rid of all um, fragrance in the house, which I know is a different than food, but fragrance was one of the components to causing the allergies in my children and the asthma, the asthma like symptoms and things like that. So that was one of aside from the chiropractic aspect, getting rid of the fragrance. um, And that's in everything. And so that was a huge undertaking. So my mentality is I just threw it all away and, and started, but people don't have the luxury of that all the time. So I'm always like, just start in one space, start with your head. So if you're shampooing your hair every day, let's look at those ingredients first. So that's where the little shifts come in. And so for me, it was fragrance. And then it was learning um, about adding in more vegetables. It was, it was as simple as that. I wasn't really removing a whole lot of foods at that time, but I was just trying to add in more goodness, you know, a nutrient-dense form of food so that, you know, I had time to kind of look at the chicken nuggets and what were in them, okay? And so now I don't like those chicken nuggets anymore, so now I'm going to look for a different brand, and so that was, swapping was a big thing for me. So I would say fragrance and then starting to just swap out and understand organic versus conventional versus ultra processed and just educating myself, I think was probably. Well, let's be the honest. First. The food industry is famous for disguising and masking things with colorful, wonderful uh, misnomers, protein, you know, all these words that really are not yes. necessarily correct. So, you know, the average person without perhaps your education, would look at a label and go, well, that sounds pretty good. Or when it says 100% whole wheat or, you know, these things that we think, well, that'll be fine and throw it in the shopping cart. But 
Talk about some of the fallacies of the food packaging that we see in our grocery stores all the time. Yeah, um, well, you you definitely just said that correctly. It's, it's actually really disheartening because a lot of things are not monitored by FDA. Um, things that say that say organic, they're not 100% organic. Um, things. I think the biggest thing that I teach people is greenwashing. So what you see on the front of the package does not necessarily mean that's what's in it. And so, I mean, there might be a little bit of that, but doesn't really disclose all of the ingredients. And so I always teach people, read your ingredients. And what you're looking for is a very small list. If you have a list that's 50, you know, 50 words deep and you can't pronounce half the words, that's probably not something that I would put in my cart, you know, and deem as a good choice. The other thing I always tell people is if you were making something at home, would you have that ingredient in your home? That's a great question. I love that. Oh, man, that's perfect. So if it's not in your cabinet or you can't put it in your cabinet, then I definitely would not suggest putting that in your body. Can you hear that? that Honey, where's be- that trisodium diphosphate <laughs> right, that we exactly. had? Exactly. 100%. Where's that natural flavor? Right. Um, right. It's like, no, <laughs> natural flavor is, is unfortunately such a giant loophole in our system. Um, and it's it's allowed. There's so many things that are allowed that are uh, that would just make your head flip. But the other thing, aside from that, when you're looking, you know, I always say rule of thumb: nine ingredients or less. You don't want to have inflammatory oils. So we we learn about what the better oil choices are. We definitely do, don't want anything partially hydrogenated. First of all, would would that be in your cabinet? No, because it doesn't even. I don't even it's chemical. So those kinds of things, dyes. You know, we talk about dyes. Dyes are just off the list for me because of what I've seen. And I do believe that anybody that has a child that is diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, you should really give this an, you know, an experimental time to, to really, excuse me, remove all dyes and just see, do you see a difference? You know, and I do believe, you know, the study that I read, the majority of people do see a difference. And so I always encourage people, you know, where you are, let's see where you're at and then start there and then take a step forward. This is an, um, out of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I had an out of left field question. I've asked this sure. to my family before. If we turn the clock back a hundred years, did food yes. taste better back then? Cause yes. it didn't have all the additives and preservatives and, and the stuff that we're so used to eating nowadays. I mean, I personally would say yes. And the reason I would say yes is because in my time of learning and learning to cook at home and, you know, quarantine was a great time for our family to kind of dial in. Um, And because we were cooking at home, we were not eating out, right? And so all of our taste buds changed, you know, because we didn't have the outside food, you know, restaurant food, I guess you should say, coming in. And so the funny part about that is when, you know, things were being lifted and, and I wanted, we wanted to support local people that were trying to keep their business afloat. So we were like, well, we'll just order food in. And we were so excited to order from our favorite restaurant that we hadn't eaten that in a couple of months. And we thought we were all like, you know, just like, Ooh, can't wait. And then it was like so depressing because when we were done eating, we were like, we want to say it was really good, but it, it wasn't as good as we remembered it. And so that happens when you, when you allow your body to start to shift and heal, you know, you're, you're, palate changes for what you think tastes good. Yeah. And you know, um, for those of you on Netflix, you know, Dan Butner has the new Blue Zones Netflix (laughs) series out, which we've known about. We've read the books. We have the recipe, you know, the recipe book. It's so exciting 
that it's become you know part of normal conversations. People are thinking more about the foods they're eating, the lifestyles they have. Um, and for those of you that don't know, the blue zones are blue zones are the areas around the world where people are living past a hundred, and it's you know they have the most centurions of anywhere in the country. And he went around in this Netflix series and interviewed them and talked to the people. And I mean, he was interviewing some woman. She was like 110 and she's laughing and she's playing this like bocce ball with her family. They eat healthy. They have gardens. They walk. They they chat with their neighbors. Like they live, like you were saying, Ron, they live like it was 100 years ago or even longer mm-hmm. than 100 years ago. And I love that this has become a normal part of our conversations. Um, and my question I want to ask you in do you know if schools are embracing this for for school lunches? Like um, in my research, eating? yeah, in my research, um, I would say some. But we're not there but, yet. Uh, I would probably think no, it's way it's, too it's, expensive it's, yeah. to offer it's such healthy. It's very expensive. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not really in the budget. It's, um, but to your point, at, with your daughter and the red dye, what like if you're serving children food that's going to make them? Would you say the Tasmanian yes, devil? Ma'am. Like, do you want yeah. that in your school lunchroom, or do you want foods that right. are going to like you know make them healthy? And I don't know. That's just my two yeah, cents. Yeah, and be able to have the brain width, the bandwidth, the yes. brain power, all of the things to be as successful as they could be in the classroom. No, a hundred percent. I mean, if I had another lifetime of abilities, I would attack the schools in a second. Um, I just, my bandwidth for that is not where it should be. So I want to encourage you, Robin, since you I, are I'm in on the it. Schools. I'm on it. I'm going to call yeah, you. We're going to start a, yeah, start a revolution. Robin, let me ask you to sort of paint the timeline of events. So you obviously have a lot of experience to become this integrative nutrition coach, but to parents out there who are starting to deal with things at a, at a young age, when would be the right time? to make that appointment with an integrative nutrition coach before the drugs and all the other stuff that goes into masking a problem and not fixing a problem? What are some of the signs people should look for that say, you know, maybe nutrition is an important part of this and it's not just something in the air? Is that a fair question? question. Yeah, it's a fair question. I mean, it's never too soon to get started. That's going to be my answer because you don't want to wait until you're sick. You don't want to wait until you're getting some diagnosis or you need a medication. And I'm not against medicine because medicine is, has its purpose um, for acute things. You know, surgery has its purpose in some respects, but we, we don't have the bandwidth yet to know that that doesn't have to be the first option. And so I would encourage anybody who is a parent or becoming a parent to really investigate what are some people that you can partner with, which a health coach is one of them, to kind of start seeing how you can shift things at home to create a better lifestyle. Because every parent, I don't care where you're from, they want to to do the best for their children. They will forget themselves, and moms are really bad at that. They forget who they are and where they are and what what their needs are because they're putting their kids first. So I think anybody entering the parent phase or in the parent phase – that's the time to get started, really. And again, if you start making these small changes, it, you know, you're, you'll change the lifestyle of your children for future. And the other thing, though, I really want to point out, which Robin is so good at with the energy part, is you can eat a perfect, and I'm not going to even say perfect, but you can eat what you would consider to be a perfect, well-nourished, well-balanced daily, you know, in, day in and day out 
if you are not bringing good energy to yourself through the primary foods part, you're still not going to have the best health and wellness that you could. And so I think having a different mindset and bringing better energy to yourself then allows that energy to kind of trickle out to your family, to your community, to your workers, to whoever you come in contact with. So again, I tell people all the time, even if you're eating salad every day, if you're in a toxic relationship, your health is going to suffer. You're not going to get to where you want to be until you live a more balanced lifestyle, which is why I chose Live Life Balanced because that's my philosophy, I guess. So do you bring some of that to the table besides nutrition coaching? Absolutely, 100%. So integrative means that we look at somebody from a holistic, which is all aspects of life, because it's not just the food that you eat. I mean, and I will tell you that when I am working with people, we spend a large majority of the time talking about where they find joy, what their movement looks like, you know, what are their relationships like? Are they surrounding themselves with people that build them up? What is your home, you know, your home cooking like? What's your home environment like? You know, what, what's your toxin burden level? You know, we, we talk all things. So it's not just food. Food is a part of it for sure in a large part, but it's not the only thing that creates wellness and health. And I think that's a different story and conversation that's been coming alive for the last decade or so. So how can people work with you? I assume it's online because you don't just work with people in person, right? And how, how can they find you and sign up for this? Because this is amazing. Um, Live Life Balanced with Robin um, is my website. That's all my social media handles. Um, I obviously have my podcast, Live Life Balanced, and the tagline is 1% shifts and non-negotiables because I think those are really important for creating a different life. So I do one-on-one coaching now, like I said, which if you go to my website and go under my services, you can see how to work with me, but you can DM me with questions. You can just DM me, you know, you can follow me just to learn because I'm just here to serve people with, with knowledge and education. And then when they need a, someone to be their guide, that's what I consider myself. It's someone who just kind of helps you to get where you want to go. So oh. the other thing, my course, when I release my course, obviously you'll see that on my social media and on my website and all of that stuff. All right, a selfish question because I have an expert on the phone. Um, I, I do a lot more <laughs> shopping than I ever used to, I guess, and oftentimes with the kids. Well, you see the word organic on fruits and vegetables all the time. Is there a fallacy to that, or do you recommend shopping for organic, fresh fruits and vegetables? Um, so there is a list called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. And so if you're not someone who is able to shop all organic, I always say have that picture on your phone. Um, so look it up again for 2023, the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. And it tells you, those lists will tell you which fruits and vegetables The dirty ones, obviously, you want to always be organic because they're sprayed the most with pesticides and harmful chemicals. The other one, um, what I'm thinking of is like a banana, I think, and an avocado. I think those are on the Clean 15. So those, if you can't buy organic, they don't, they're not sprayed as much. So you have less of a toxic burden that you're bringing into your body. But if you can do all organic, but there is a difference between organic and local, that's a whole nother conversation. So if you have local ability to go to a farmer's market or a CSA um, and be part of something where the travel time for your food to your plate is less, what that means is that your food would be more, have more nutrient value to Mm -hmm. it. Because if you're something organic is coming from another country, let's say, 
it has to travel a long way before it gets to your grocer, you know, then gets to you and on your, on your plate. Whereas if you went to somebody who's local, you know, you're, it's a couple of miles. And sometimes when you get to know your farmers, they might not be organic, but they're doing all the right things because to have an organic farm is an entire crazy process and years of work to till and all, I can't even get into all the stuff that happens to make an organic farm. But so Yes, I would say all organic if you can afford it and you're somebody who just grocery shops. But if you have farmers markets and CSAs, I would also investigate into those just to see, um, number one, you can support someone near you and close to you. And you know that the food is grown with love and just differently. Let's see if that you, answers your question. It does. Let's see if this, uh, if you'll agree with this. So years ago, I worked on a, on a nutrition-based project. And one of the things I learned was the following. The worst thing you can put in your body is margarine. Hmm. Thoughts? A hundred percent. I mean, that's not even food. Exactly. That's not even food. That's a chemical. Um, And so for those things, I always, for me, my go-to is grass-fed butter, ghee, something along those lines. And, you know, packaging is a whole nother conversation for another time, but how things are packaged is also important. Plastics versus non-plastics, things like that. I do something Um, really fun. I I eat plant-based now as much as I can, and I buy something new. Every time I go to Whole Foods, I buy something. I don't even know what it is, and then I, <laughs> I take a picture of it so when I get home, I can Google it, and then I eat it, and I, that's my goal. Every time I go is to treat myself to something I've never heard of, you know, oh, you know always in the produce aisle, clearly. Um, so it's just you know making it fun is part of it when you're making these changes, and that's to your point, Robin, the oh, yeah. energy you bring to it. Like, I can't tell you how excited I am. And sometimes the girl, like, she'll be scanning it and she'll go, do you know what this is? I'm like, actually, I don't. I cannot help you. <laughs> it's so oh my gosh, fun. That's so awesome. Yeah, I think that's such, I love that mindset. I love that. Going to the grocery store and buying something you've never heard of. What a great, you know, what a, it is a great gift to yourself. And then who knows? Maybe it'll be your most favorite thing that oh, you've I ever eaten. I found some really you know, cool things. Like endive was a new one for me. I had never had endive. Okay. Um, and I found out I really like it. So, you know, just what, give it a try. How did you make it? Um, just raw in my salad. Just chopped it up and okay. had little rings in my salad. You know, I feel the same way about uh, kale. I like to chop it up mm-hmm. and massage it and then throw it right in the garbage can without eating Ron, it. Ron, shame on you. I love kale. <laughs> you know what? And this is the thing. So you might not like kale today, um, but... If it's prepared correctly and you've given your body enough time to have your taste buds change a little bit or you just add a little out of time, you, you'd be surprised at how you might come around in a you know, couple of months or a year or two. Because there was a lot of things luckily, that I would have never eaten. Luckily, mm-hmm. we're at the end of the show, so no oh time gosh. for rebuttal on no this No more one. bashing Ron on his Robin, food choices. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Quickly give us Ron, your I'm sending you some kale. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't wait. What's your website? One last time, please. Uh, live life balanced with Robin. Robin Jonas, thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love your feedback at thelearningring.com where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. <laughs>